All right, it's, it's official. We are recording right now. These are the stories behind the Stories and Scars album by Anna Widgen. Hey, it's Anna. Welcome to episode six of the Tell Me Something True podcast. In this episode, I'm interviewed by Matthew about the song, Your Pain is Beautiful. I met Matthew as I was getting ready to leave for my long trip in 2016, and so most of our early conversations took place while we were on different continents. After one conversation that ended up including deep talks on the subject of pain, I sat down and wrote a position piece that I hope to share with him as soon as possible, the next day, if possible. But several hours later, when my pen finally slowed, what I had in front of me was a song. This song. In this way, Matthew and Your Pain is Beautiful are inextricably connected in my mind. Not because the song is about him, but because he's part of the context in which the song was created. He was the first person to hear it, he's heard multiple iterations of it, and this one might not be his favorite. Not that there's anything to be done about that now. Fortunately, most of you guys won't know the difference. All right, we're going to hop into the part right after I tell him what I just summarized for you about how the song came to be. Okay, so, yeah, so here's the crazy part. I'll give you a little, just a little bit of my perspective. It felt like you wrote this song overnight, but it's kind of cool to hear that it was kind of developed. It was developed quickly, it sounds like. But... Well, I did write it overnight, <laughs> but um, because I, ha- I had something like, and I do write songs that really, quickly, but this one I had something like to anchor mm-hmm. it to. So like, maybe I had the title, like I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna figure this out. But the actual writing of it, yes, it did like happen literally we had a conversation and by before I went to bed, the song was written because when I'm like that, um, I can't sleep anyway until I have it down because I'm afraid that um, I'll forget it. I'll lose it. So I have to keep going until I have something to record that is the way I think it should sound before I can stop. And maybe that's why, like, I will sit there for five hours, like tinkering with a song or something um, when I'm first writing it. But this one didn't take that long, it sounds like. Uh, it was a couple hours. But it was all the same day. And I was here in Guatemala. I was here in Antigua. And I was not staying in a hostel. I was like staying alone. And once the sun goes down, there's not that, like half the shop's closed. So I didn't have anything to do <laughs> that night. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and the internet was not that good. So I just like, yeah, cranked out the song and then was satisfied and went to bed. <laughs> And like sent it to you, like, see, I told you, and you were like, what? <laughs> well, I don't even know if I'd heard you perform at an open mic before that, so probably not. Was, uh, yeah. And at that time in my life, I was just going through uh, a whirlwind of emotions. It was kind of an emotional basket case. So to have something concrete like that was was very surprising. Um, it was, it was interesting. I, I, and I, I only vaguely remember some of the conversations we had around that time. I know that I was very upset. 
bitter at the past, I think, and some things that have happened. And then you turning around and saying pain can be a good thing, um, pain can be beautiful. That was that was something that was true. It was something that was very hard to swallow. Yeah. But you actually, you know, and this is maybe I'm wandering off topic, but you were a very good listener and you were very understanding and that was uh, very useful for me at the time. So I I'm glad you still are, but we don't talk as often. <laughs> <laughs> but now you don't actually know. I might not, I might not be a listener at all these days. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, like, that's something I really believe. I think the reason that I went into this, like, writing rage and wrote it all down is because whatever the conversation was, it sparked something in me that I was, like, I, I felt strongly about and I needed to express. Um, like, some of the songs on the album, like, I'm upset or I feel misunderstood or I'm annoyed with this one. I'm like, no, 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 I have something to say. Listen, listen, listen. Um, and I've also in some of the other interviews about some of the songs, like the songs that I wrote about my own, well, they're not, they're all kind of about me, but in different ways. But I think the songs that I wrote about my brother's death are the most my personal pain songs on the album. And uh, I wrote those both after this, of course. And the fact that in the second one, I had to, even though I had written this and I did believe it and I do, I still was ashamed of my own pain or how I was handling it or something. I had to figure out, it's not just like other people's pain <laughs> can be beautiful, but like mine too. It'd be like stumbling through this grief process and feeling kind of like, you know, not fully present or whatever. Um, Isn't that something? That, yeah. That is, that is something. And I, the only thing I would add to that, and uh, as you know, I went to school for, to be a therapist, counselor for, you what? School to be a... Just kidding. I know. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> um, but it was interesting hearing the stories. And I consider you kind of a musical therapist, just for the record. Um, okay. But uh, hearing counselors be like, you know, I, I can understand. I can help my clients and, like, counsel them through, like, whatever. But then they tell often, they tell stories about, like, experiencing grief or uh, pain or whatever it may be for themselves and how it kind of changes them and makes them realize you know what this is really like so that's kind of what you reminded me of just then but yeah it's kind of that personal development like until you have kind of walked a mile in those that shoes and obviously it's going to be a slightly different mile but well and the thing is like all of these like i might have mentioned all of these stories like the little hey yous um, those are all things that I've experienced myself. And they're all things that different people that I observed or know or some, spoke to or something like that had. So they're like stories of different people, but they're also things that it's not like I can relate. I'm like, that happened to me. <laughs> but, um, but I think there's some kind of pain where it can be like, look at me, I'm suffering, or like some kind of drama, but like then there's like a messy pain um, where you don't feel like some noble, like martyr, you just feel like a mess. <laughs> and uh, I think just because I had been through the, the one and the don't you feel sorry for me, then I wasn't, I still wasn't prepared for the I'm just a mess 
one. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, and even some of the examples in here, I mean, there's not enough there to really tell if people are fully MS or if they're just kind of momentarily struggling with an event or something. So I didn't, I guess I, I distinguish that now more than I did at the time. I guess you lost me a little bit. You're saying in pain or? Yeah, I think because there can be, there's a kind of pain where um, you feel, you can feel like a noble martyr or something. Like, um, okay, so like even me, like traveling or something like that, like this kind of, like what I did, for example. Okay. Like there'll be, half the album, I mean, the album is kind of about that. There are times when I got my feelings hurt or I got, you know, I, I struggled. Yep. But through that, I still felt like, oh, I could say like, yeah, it was harder than you thought. And I like worked through it, but I survived. And I felt even good about myself for having gone through rough times. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's that. It's like a challenge. Yep. Yeah. Like, the ch- like, you know, or like, uh, I just ran into something or like stubbed my foot, but I didn't like swear or something like <laughs> I handled it well that kind of thing and yes. then there's the like I just fell on the floor rolling over and like screaming and there's nothing <laughs> like brave about it and there's nothing noble about it you're just like a mess on the floor and you can't really feel good about yourself that way <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> um but that doesn't mean that there's nothing that that's like that's ugly pain and the other one is beautiful pain necessarily but um I think in my head I was not I mean, when I, this song does not touch on the ugliest kinds of pain, maybe. No, I don't think it needs to, but I, it's, I think that's actually a really interesting distinction to make. Um, because I think that's, that's true. But I think it still helped me. It kind of helped scaffold me to get to that place where I'm like, well, if you said this, was it only true sometimes? Is it true now? You know what I mean? And so it did help me be more thoughtful and maybe other people too about the pain until I got to the point where I can say like the ugly pain has its beauty too. Um, right. And maybe if the pain isn't beautiful, but the scars can be beautiful or something. So yeah, I don't, I still stand by what I wrote, but I like, I've just been through more things since then too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I feel like it's still a scar for me, which is interesting. Um, even, you know, what is this, a year and a few months later, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost two years. Two years. This ago. one I wrote when I was in Guatemala a second time, so it would have been between May and August of 2017. Okay. Huh. I'm losing track of time. Uh, me too. I kept wanting to say last year and I'm like it's not last year. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. interesting. So if it's still a scar for you, does that make it uncomfortable for you to hear it? I was nervous hearing it uh because not not that the song itself um brings up any like the song doesn't contain any of my specific pain. It just it, re- it reminded me 
time of the time that we talked and how I was feeling, which is actually still pretty visceral if I think about it. Um, and the pain is a weird thing. Um, and even my counseling professors would kind of struggle to answer these questions, but it seems like you don't necessarily heal from your pain. Sometimes you just move on and you find healthy coping mechanism. It's, it's interesting. Um, uh, it's different. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I actually had this conversation with somebody. When you when you hear the podcast episode I did completely over, um, I will have said some of the things that you just said <laughs> and talked about. Like, do you get over these things? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I understand that. And there are songs um, like Completely Over that I thought, like, I don't really want to hear. Or I don't want to perform them. I'll write it. I'll put it on the CD. But like, I don't need to just be hanging out with the song, right? <laughs> you know, because that's a scar for me. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm sensitive to like not wanting to re-traumatize you with this. No, and you blast from you the past. Are, of course not. No, it's just <laughs> interesting how it, it, in a very similar but different way. Like if I walk the halls of my university I still feel like a little bit of anxiety from all the tests that I took there and the fear you feel how you felt yeah it's, yeah it's a, it's a little like that and it's not a, it's not a bad thing I I am very sentimental by nature so I love going to like places I went as a child for like nostalgia and, and you know sometimes I like this is kind of weird but sometimes I like feeling those feelings over again because you can kind of gauge how far you've come or where you were at you know it's kind of a it's like a mile mark you're looking back on your history and seeing where was i where am i going where have i been sure so i can see that but i do have <laughs> very fond memories of seeing you perform. I don't know if I ever saw you perform this one either, but um, probably not. It was loved uh, seeing you perform because I feel like when you perform in person and I hope, I think this will come out in your album as well, but when you perform in person you're extremely animated and passionate and I think unfortunately that just audio will lose that part of your your heart and soul Yeah, it's definitely a different thing um, like with this particular, I mean, with every song that my mom's ever heard, and then I did something different in studio. She's like, but what about that one thing? What about that one thing? And I'm like, some things just have to be done live. Like the album will not be like real life. And she's never heard me not in real life, you know? Sure. I mean, she has now because she went to all the studio sessions. But, um, and so, yeah, this, the difference between like most of the songs I will perform and they will, they'll be different. And the thing like, um, the reason that I try to include earlier versions of them, of the songs for people, and like you've heard it, of course, even though you probably don't remember necessarily, but there's a different energy when it's me and I'm the only musician and, you know, stuff like that, like it's a mini guitar. And that's really cool too. And I like some of that stuff. And the only way to get it back is to do it again, like into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Our call dropped here. When we got connected again, Matthew mentioned the concept that in addition to cultivating an attitude of compassion, it's important to cultivate an attitude of self-care. I said that I was trying.
trying to be at least like reciprocal in that kind of like I am here to help you, but also I want you to help me too. <laughs> Not just like, oh yeah, like you deserve it, but I don't deserve anything. So, no, but that's um, the whole and like point. asking, like yeah, like doing things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's like self care kind of thing. Um, and which for me, I'm like myself in a corner, like I'll handle it. I'll handle you. I'll <laughs> handle me maybe, but like you coming into my corner and taking care of me is like a different right. thing. <laughs> uh, um, but I think it's really important, especially for relationships, like of any kind to be able to, to be selfless, but also to like give the people the gift of, being selfless to you too or like for me like I said like I will never let you see me cry because I assume that you would rather not but you know what if a person was going to grow or step up or they were willing to put themselves in some discomfort for the you know what I mean um and so to actually be like can I just (laughs) can you (laughs) be here for me right now like I'm really struggling is the thing that uh I'm definitely not at that point but I do think that this process, like writing the songs, for sure. Um, and also this part here where I'm like talking about my feelings. There's <laughs> uh, a step in the right direction. <laughs> now people know that I have them. Uh, <laughs> and I think definitely through like a lot of the traveling, I was very like sunny, at least outwardly. And through a lot of my grieving, I was very stoic or just like absent, like silent. And so people didn't know and I didn't even necessarily know. They're like, what do you need? Well, like, I don't know. But <laughs> um, I think it's good to be able to share. Uh, not just for me to, yeah, step all up into other people's things, but also for, to like, let them into mine. Yeah, um, kind of on the note you were just saying, I, it's funny that you, you say you don't have feelings, and I kind of agree that in person you're kind of uh, a stoic, for lack of a better word. And yet, I think, yeah. and I've described you this way before, and you might not like it, and I don't care, but you've, I've described you as the most interesting, what did I say, like the most interesting woman in the world or something like that. Um, and I kind of, I kind of stand by that still because you um, are really quite expressive. It's just, it funnels out of you in an unusual way. Um, I, I don't know if there's a response to that that you have to make. I just, um. Well, I think as far as I'm going to make it, there are thoughts in my head. I had to pull them together. Okay. So. What I really mean by that is you, you joke about not having feelings, but I think that you, more than a lot of people I know, have actually effectively communicated them but maybe i'm wrong well okay i definitely do feel things (laughs) of course but here i went on a long-winded ramble about something that's probably better described in interview number five in last week's episode so i'll refer you to that but essentially the idea is that my feelings sometimes hurt me And if they hurt me, then I want to make sure they don't hurt other people. And so I steadfastly refuse to express them in order to not be a burden.
but I'm coming to realize, and I've realized even since writing some of these songs, that my feelings of hurt and pain and all of that are not too big or too bad to be shared necessarily or expressed to people who love and care about me. All right, <laughs> back to the end of that long answer that I gave Matthew. So, um, I know that I have feelings, but I'm very picky about when and how to share them. And a lot of the time I try to figure out like what effect they'll have and stuff like that before I do it too. So even with this album, although I'm being very honest in a way, saying a lot of things that nobody heard me say before, I still like pick the timing of when I'm gonna say it. And there are songs that I wrote while I was writing these that are not gonna be on there because I think it's too personal or too much, too much emotion to put out there. And there are things I could say about the ones that are on here that I'm also not gonna say for the same reason. So it's just like my relationship with my emotions is not spontaneous. And I feel like it's a public service, although that could just be me. <laughs> I'm not saying that's true, but I, I do feel that way. Like you're welcome for not having to deal with every feeling that comes into my head kind of thing. It's so interesting. I've, again, never met anyone uh, quite like you, I feel like. Do you consider the song a lullaby? Um, yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. So um, I wrote a song. Then I was like, this is kind of a lullaby. And then I wrote a couple more. At first, I was going to call it lullaby. But then I wrote a couple more. And I'm like, these belong in that same category. And for me, my lullabies are kind of like fierce. But... <laughs> I was I love that. Okay. Full of angst. Like I needed fierce lullabies, not like sweet and sappy ones. And also like I'm a grown up. I'm not too. To be fair, so, like, Rockabye Baby is kind of fierce now that I think about it. So I mean the fact that the kid is gonna like die at the end. Right. So yeah. actually, you know what? This is Does that help completely people acceptable. Yeah. Um now the original one that I wrote as a lullaby uh is not even remotely i mean it's it's turned into kind of something else on this album it's, it's got a lot more energy in it than than it did originally but even then it was like a fierce like a protective fierce though like a like mama bear not like you know i'm gonna kill this baby in this tree kind of lullaby but um i i told you that like all the people like all the verses are about different people but they're all about me and as I was trying to think about the criteria, I think that the songs that I wrote where the you is me are lullabies because they're like a mechanism to self-soothe um, huh. that I can like go over in my head and actually like, yeah, self-soothe. Self so in that way, this is one of them. And there are, I think, three and a half of them on this album. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening. I'll go ahead and close this out with the song. Hey, you standing on the corner, waiting patiently to cross. You wrap yourself in music just to drown out all your hurt and loss. Hey, you standing in the mirror, a shadow across your face. 
working up the courage just to go out there and face the day. How big is your bad? How deep is your broken? How heavy is your shame? I'll stand by your side. I will hold you when you cry cause I can empathize with your pain. That's how I And you're beautiful.